0: Welcome to Our Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya! And this week we also have a very special guest with us, that's Emma Partlow.
1: Hi everybody!
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Yeah, not bad, how are you? Sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, not so bad. Sam, how, how's your week been? Oh,
1: uh,
2: bad. Yeah? Uh, yeah, my, my week has, uh, it's been. I mean more weekends specifically has been quite crap. Um, my, someone hit my wing mirror with a bike.
0: You just have no luck with cars, car. do you?
2: Yeah, I know. It's just pointless me having a car at this point because they keep getting broken. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. That was the worst thing that happened, but that pissed me off quite a lot. Other
0: than that, fine. <laughs> sure. Awesome, man. How's your, how's your week been there, Emma?
1: Yeah, it's not been too bad, given it's a Monday. It's, it's not been too bad at all. Um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start to it. Um, I'm in a good mood because Faith is soon they get banned, but I know yeah. you guys have a bit more of a different... Cause uh, perception
0: on it. But. Yeah, we've got some feels on that. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely get into that a bit later yeah. on in the episode. I'm
1: I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with the no changes quote-unquote.
0: So. sweet. Apparently awesome. you're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So it's really cool to have you on the podcast this week, Emma. Do you want to give us a sort of, bit of an introduction to yourself? Uh, talk about yeah. your history playing magic and you know where else we can find you on the internet
1: cool um so yeah i'm emma partlow Uh, i'm a modern writer for hipsters of the coast and i also contribute to car kingdom writing about standard um my main focus is modern um a lot of the time i go into event data uh, like deck theories and news about the format um very recently i started a patreon to support my content because i want to get into streaming and do my own podcast at some point um, you can find that at Mzine, so that's e-m-m-z-y-n-e and my twitter's also at the same tag awesome in regards to starting magic i started back in khan's here so about 2014 okay cool um have you guys played the format as in like the draft format the limited format
0: yeah khan's draft yeah. is like it's one of the so best i've ever played yeah i love it
1: i've forced drafted Ponyback brigade's like, the rest of my days, it was so good. <laughs> nice. Um Oh, yeah, so I started playing in Kans. Um I was very fortunate to play in the standard format because it was essentially, like, soft modern. Yeah. All, yeah. like, the fetch lands and all the busted, like, planeswalkers. Um, so after, like, a year or so, I moved into modern. I started playing, like, John Burn. It was like, a budget option. Sweet. And then I got into stuff like Tron, Eldrazi Tron. I usually play, like, mid-range decks. Um But... Due to the way modern's going at the moment, it's very quick. So I've been playing a lot of stuff like Bogles, Living End, because why
0: not? Yeah, I, I feel like that is definitely the way the format's sort of shifted as, yeah. as time's gone on. Like, sometimes although, a turn although, three con just isn't good enough anymore.
1: Yeah, although Tr- Tron is still pretty good at the moment. Oh, yeah. um, you just need to play more Wormcoil engines and more Worldbreakers.
2: Yeah. I mean, that doesn't involve casting value creatures, so I have no interest.
1: Uh, Worldbreaker bre- world, uh, world kills Arc Archive Phoenix, so
2: oh that's true that is that is it has, it
1: has the hidden ability of reach
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah true true
0: that. <laughs> i true. mean worm a pretty volume volume creature right
1: oh welcome a great yeah just nice to path to exile
0: yeah right sure I mean, <laughs> yeah
1: i'd still play it though yeah in a in a format where the top decks aren't playing white i'd happily play Wormcoil coil engine
2: that's very true
0: and it's awesome. really
1: good against colligan's command
0: yeah yeah that is true that is
2: very true wait do people actually do that? Does people K command your worm Wormcore
1: engine? Oh, I've had it before, and I'm like, are you sure? No, no. <laughs> like, okay, I'll get these two tokens. Carry on.
2: That seems like a bad use of that card, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. Yeah,
1: um, so I played a load of Modern. Um, I still play loads of Modern. Um, I've also recently got into pauper.
0: Okay, cool. What do you play in um, I play Bogles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course.
1: Um, because the core of Modern Bogles is you can play it in Pauper, so it kind of made sense just to expand that into Pauper. Sweet. Um, yeah, that's pretty sweet as well. I recommend getting into the format. Even though there's like loads of foil and Gush, it's still pretty fun to play.
0: Yeah, gush is like the main reason to play. It's like the only format I can, I can cast four copies of Gush. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's going to get banned though.
0: Yeah, probably. All I, I...
1: Or, or, Gataxian Pro is going to get banned, and then no one can just play it in any format.
0: Yeah, like Probe, Probe probably was just a mistake. Uh, I, I do think I, think I do think Gush probably should be banned in, in Pauper as well. No matter how I mean, nice it is to cast, it's it's just yeah, it just feels I mean, too I'm, good every time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not too experienced with Pauper. Like my knowledge on it's very um, young. Yeah, but just having Gush and Foil in the same sort of like, deck just seems very very powerful. And Delver's Secret is just a messed up card.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: why is that legal? But again, I'm not. I'm not too knowledgeable on pulper, so I can't really uh, say too much.
2: I think once Wizards start paying attention to the format properly, like with all this, like, so obviously uh, CFB did coverage over the Magic this weekend and stuff like that, once they start paying attention to the format and actually assessing the ban list, I think the face of it will change quite drastically, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Like, a lot of the, I mean, the, the blue cards are all completely busted. I
0: mean, um, I, th- I, th- I think we might even see some some decent to good changes from Modern Horizons that's a good shot yeah given there's like what there's going to yeah. be over a hundred new commons
2: I mean they do have a habit of accidentally printing incredibly broken cards at common for no reason yeah. <laughs> like uh, um... Patrick
0: Ruse <laughs>
2: <laughs> but just like they gave the uh, Stampede yeah just like at, at common it probably shouldn't have been um Monarchy
1: the... Monarchy just feels very good as well yeah, the yeah that's that's addition
2: really mhm what was the... Uh, what's the five mana when it ends battlefield and top five lands?
1: Oh, um, oh, oh banned, Drake, that's banned, A not That's banned. Yeah,
2: exactly. They they printed that common and then immediately banned it. They printed foil that common. Just like they have a habit of just like, accidentally putting ridiculous cards into the format. So maybe if they start paying attention, that should be like a player. Like,
1: I think if I recall Model Masters 17, uh, they downshifted a couple of cards, like... Burning Tree, Emissary, and Magma Jet, which seemed pretty good for Pulper. Yeah. They're not like inherently busted, but they're still quite good for Pulper. Yeah, it was um, like Mentor of the
0: Way in that set as well, I think.
1: Oh yeah, Seeker of the Way. Yeah, Seeker
0: of, yeah, of the Way, sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: And also in Ultimate Masters you've got Fire and Ice, which is also really good. Yeah. It's not it's not too powerful, but it's it's quite a nice card to have available. Yeah, for sure. And also Tron lands are legal, so yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like the
0: format. <laughs> yeah, maybe so we just obsessed. need to do a do like a full episode on pauper at some point. I think I'd quite like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I won't be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So, how's everybody's weekend magic been? Anybody been playing anything interesting?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. We've had uh, omniscience draft on on arena. Cool. How's that been? Uh, incredibly stupid. <laughs> it's great. So you can finish an entire queue, league, seven games yeah. in about 20 minutes. Um, so it's Dominaria Draft, and you have an Omniscience Emblem at the start of the game. Uh, you start with three-card hand, and everything costs zero. And then once per turn, you can add one mana of each colour to your mana pool to activate um, abilities, yeah. uh, including Kicker, which is relevant for Dominaria Draft. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you just draft everything that says draw a card, um, loads of things that put things into your graveyard, and the best card in the format is... Garner? Can't remember the full name. The uh, Black the Red Blood Legend? Flame? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, so when it enters about filled, return all creatures to your hand that were put to, uh, into the graveyard from anywhere this turn, and you just mill yourself loads with um, uh, Homerid Explorer?
0: That's the one.
2: Yeah, your favourite card. Yeah. <laughs> um, and something like that, and Wingraise Acolyte, um, and Dark Bargain, and then just put them all into play, and then they all have haste from Ghana and you attack for like 30 on turn 1 awesome uh, it it's really stupid so I played like I drafted like 7 times last night because it was only like a opening for the weekend thing i only just found it on Arena
0: yeah so I just drafted the hell out of that and it was great Awesome, I remember doing it last time when it was the Core 2019 set they had up for the the That one was
1: super fun, I love that format
0: It was like, Mm -hmm. draft, gutter, snipe and then anything that says draw a card Give me
1: all the sifts if possible please (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: good It was amazing
1: (laughs) Messed up, you could win on like turn one, It's just like, (laughs) this shouldn't happen
2: It's great, you just get to cast like like seven sixes for zero mana and give them haste just it's so ridiculous. Um, uh, also, I played standard FNM and went one three with mono blue tempo because I'm really bad at magic. Hey. But the last said about that the better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: mono blue tempo is a very hard deck to play. I think it's quite misunderstood. Yeah, oh, absolutely.
0: definitely. It, it's like it's really cool that the deck exists from like an accessibility point, as in like it's fairly cheap to pick up. Like you can pick up a, a proto winning deck for like sixty quid. Mm-hmm. But then to actually learn how to play it properly it just takes like a like a lifetime really to master how to like get your tempo game on point
1: yeah it kind of reminds me of um spirits in modern there's just so many lines and routes you can take and i find the hardest part with modern blue is knowing when to be aggressive just when to flip the switch yeah Um, being all controlling and counting all these spells going right i need to kill you with this tempest gym like it's it's quite hard to just Kind of get your head around.
0: Yeah, for and sure.
1: it's just one of those things that you just need to practice. It's not a pick up and play deck by any means.
0: Yeah, definitely, I definitely agree there.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've been playing it on arena a lot and doing quite well. And then I got to paper and uh, can't beat Priest of the Forgotten Gods. <laughs> that is a card I just cannot beat at all. Sure, like being edicted is just the worst. Um, and turns out if your opponent has a really, really obvious Murphy trickster, uh, don't put another Curious Obsession onto your only creature. It's like really, really stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, you it, live in it, then, right?
2: Yeah, so you put it on, and then they flash on the Murphy Trickster, and then
0: you don't attack with the creature, and both your curious obsessions fall off. <sighs> anyway. How has your week been then, Emma? Has, has your magic, uh, magic gone better so than that?
1: I. Didn't play FM in the end because I was a bit unwell. Um, however, I did play some Living End on Magic Online in a friendly league. Nice. Uh, went 4 1, which I'm pretty happy with, given it's like my first time with the deck. Um, I lost a Band Spirits, which is just a horrible matchup. Yeah, they just because Mausoleum Wanderer is a stupid card and shouldn't <laughs> exist, but <you> know. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been playing um, Magic Online and I played a little bit of Arena because um, I have mono red and mono blue on there. So Sweet. I've been playing a little bit of Best of One just to get some gold so I can do some more drafts because I enjoy drafting in, the, in Arena. So
2: Even when the draft format is Rivals of X-Line?
1: I am one of the very few people that enjoy Rivals of, Rivals of X-Line draft. I think Dude. it's
2: great. I was just finishing off a draft before we started recording and I, God, I just hate the format so much. I
1: love, I love it because you get to be really aggressive.
2: Or, that you is just true. Build,
1: or you build a wall with sailor it means
2: oh yeah I only got one this draft Oh, one like wa- one lowly sailor beams and it's a uh, it it's... is a bit
1: it is a bit balmy because some of the rares are just absurd like um mm, procession te um like you got the polyraptor and the the white mythic one which XR stuff yeah like. mm. I really enjoy it but I'm I, I understand I'm a minority with that However... <laughs> However, I do wish um like Rabnica Allegiance best of one was just on all the time because yeah. I love Ravnica Allegiance draft.
0: Yeah, I, like, I feel like, like it should just be. Like if if they're using that as like a way to qualify for like the Mythic Championship or your Mythic Championship qualifiers, whatever they're calling them for arena, like there should be the current standard draft format on there, like constantly.
1: And I will make a hot take, I think is better than Dominaria draft.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we kind of agreed to be honest. Mm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I, when we did the the episode about about the format, like I said, I enjoyed it a, a lot more. I'm not willing to put my neck on the line as much as you and say that it's better, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I definitely enjoyed it more than I have enjoyed it more than Dominaria. I, I um, feel, I
0: feel like it's kind of like technically a better draft format than Dominaria, but with Dominaria you can have a little bit more fun, like because of all of like the uncommon legends. It allows for like a few more sort of shenanigans and sort of big you know awesome talking point moments mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Awesome, yeah, awesome. I, I think like as, 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 a, as a draft format overall i think it is just just a bit better
1: i like how uh um Mavnica allegiance has six guilds because you have gates
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's just and a rule deck right
1: yeah yeah and then you've got like you can build like three different kind of azorius decks like i built a dovin security uh, mass manipulation draft deck and it was just so much fun and, and i had like clear the mind so i can just keep Putting stuff back into my deck, and it was just so much fun. It was just like you didn't get that in um, uh, Guilds of Ravnica because it yeah. was just very solved and very linear. I think everyone mm-hmm. just forced Boros because it was the only aggressive deck you can play as. In. Yeah. So it just kind of felt very solved, and I think if a draft format solved, it's not very good because it loses the replay, replayability yeah, sure. a little bit. So
2: there, Yeah, definitely. I did a couple of drafts when uh, Guilds was the format on Arena, like for the uh, like a week ago or so. Um maybe a bit longer. And yeah, the format is just like the bots just still undervalued Skylight Legionnaire, So you're like, oh I guess I'm Baros again. <laughs> or like sure. I got past a, a busted Demir deck, so I guess I'm Demir again. Yeah. Like yeah, I I I uh I know what you mean. But uh yeah, Legion has been has been great. And yeah, like you said, like the, the Azurias decks, there's like four different Azorius decks and they're all like really good. Yeah.
1: And you can build an aggressive uh Rattles deck and do really well with it. Yeah. i like find i can, have time forward people just like with um the spear into like a hackrabat into like a Rouse Belt, and just gone face. Like it's it's so much fun. Also, play mm-hmm. juggler is just the best common. Just putting
0: it out there. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, totally. it's, it's a stupid card. It's a really stupid card in the format. Sweet. So, I also drafted this weekend. I drafted mm-hmm. something slightly different. So, the uh, I mentioned it on the episode last week. There was a fairly new sort of store, um, local ish to me, uh, Gathering Point Games in Dollington. Uh, they put on a Time Spiral draft. That's pretty sweet. It was Ooh. fantastic. Yeah, it was one of those things where like, I saw it pop up on Facebook and I was like, well, there is no way like I'm going to miss out on this. This could possibly be the only chance I'll ever get to draft Time Spiral in paper. Boxes are getting like obscene now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was really fun. It was, like, the, one of the most strangest draft formats I've ever played. So That done, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> done a couple of on Magic Online before, but, like, never on paper. And just, yeah, like, just sitting down and going through, like, every card. It was like, oh, this is so strange. Like, this this would never be a card that they would design now. And, like, all the time-shifted cards were just amazing to see in the packs. Oh,
2: yeah. So, what did,
0: did
1: you draft you, anything you, good?
0: You, yeah, So what did you draft? What were your colours? Uh, so, my, my pack one, Vic one, was, like... What felt like the hardest draft decision I've ever had to make, ever. So, there were three cards in the pack that I was like considering. It was the Pentarch Paladin, so it's two, three, white for a three, three human knight with flanking. Uh, When it comes into play, choose a color and then you pay white, white and tap it to destroy target permanent of the chosen color. Uh, It seems good. It's like, yeah, that seems pretty pretty good. So, it was between that uh, or a Riftwing Cloudskate, which is just like. Oh, limited keep all star. legend. Yeah, limited all-star. I love that card. Or there was the time-shifted card which was a Shadow Mage infiltrator. Ooh. ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh <laughs> you got to take nice. ooh, like the OG art and everything. It was like, "Oh." <laughs> uh, so, in the end, I went for the Pentarch Paladin because I figured like rather than trying to do some nonsense, I'll just try to draft the best deck I can and, you know, Try to do well rather than have have lots of silly fun. So it really hurt passing the Clouds Gate, but then my pack one, pick two was a Sarah Avenger. Oh, okay, sweet. So it was very like, all oh, right, nice. sweet. Reward. Very, very nice. Yeah. uh Yeah, ended up just drafting like a, a white, black, just kind of like creatures and removal deck. There was no like in kind a of real theme. There was like a, a small, like rebel theme or rogue theme. Yeah, a small rebel theme. Where I had like the Amru Scout, which you can pay four mana and tap it to search for a rebel card or converted mana cost three or less and put it into play. Nice. So I had that with like the Amru Seekers. So it's like a three mana 2 2, which can't be blocked except by artifacts or white creatures. So there was like a small bit of of synergy there. But yeah, in the end, I did a lot better than I thought I would. I'd like drafted like a pile and was like, well, maybe I'll go 1 2. Maybe I'll get lucky. Uh, and yeah, I went two one, uh lost in the finals of my pod, uh to <laughs> to a deck which had like two riftwing Wing Cloud Skates, uh like two like Thomas Ears, two like uh like looters. Is it literal core or was it Murphy mm-hmm. Looter that was in that set?
2: Lyrical L- 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 with Shadow,
0: yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. Two L- L- of them, L- L- them. they're sort of like a pirate ship. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's okay, just sure. like, yeah, you know, a load of pingers and a load of cards that I-, I couldn't get past. So if only point... you've been in the blue-black deck. Yeah, that I was just passing.
1: Yeah. So- <laughs> to be fair, it kind of sounds like they know what they were doing with the format and considering you've not never drafted Time Spiral, I imagine it was a bit of an experience.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if, um, if my opponent had drafted Time Spiral before. I know they've been playing the, the game for a while uh and are genuinely one of the best players that we have locally um so i think like obviously that comes into play a bit but oh, that deck which i just could not win against that deck at all sure but it was a great that fun, sweet, yeah it was a great fun experience i'm really glad i managed to manage to draft that because that'll probably never happen again
2: true yeah considering the price of like all boost packs currently
0: yeah it, uh, it's, well, it's yeah, like i think the up. cheapest box of time sparrow could find was like 350 like <laughs> jeez just, yeah couldn't quite justify it i don't think
2: couldn't quite justify spending <laughs> 350 pounds on a box okay
0: sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> must be nice yeah that
1: does bring a um a, th- a point um have you guys ever did you guys ever do like the flashback seal at gps
0: uh i haven't no so, i tried to sign up for one once at a gp london a few years ago and it like sold out pretty much instantly it was one of those ones where they hadn't advertised it but they just did it as like a the first x amount of people to sign up get in so i stood in a queue to get signed up for it and then just didn't get in unfortunately
1: oh they're really good it's a shame they don't do them anymore but i remember doing um so i did original ravnica Mm. which was quite fun um I did Mirrodin, which was miserable oh because, yeah because sorry I, <laughs> the was
0: platinum angel. yeah totally totally yes. got totally got uh, confused sorry, I thought you meant the the chaos the chaos seal no, no, no. No, yeah no, no I, I did, I did, did so well, yeah, yeah, i did the I've, I've done a couple of the flashback ones at g p s um yeah yeah, but yeah, you know, it was Chaos Sealed, I thought you were talking about for a second. No, I'm
1: just on about the just the traditional flashback. Yeah, uh,
0: the Chaos Sealed one was ri- ridiculous. You got like a revised starter and like four rooster packs, and it was like £90. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you Jeez. can understand why they don't do those anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, no, the, yeah, I have. I did a Mirrodin one at GP London 2016, I think it was, yeah, or 2015. I think, I
1: think I was at that one as well. Sweet. Yeah, my, oh, pool, was, my pool was amazing. I got like support.
0: a... Pro- possibly...
1: There was a lot of people there. Yeah. There was like oh, 2, sure. 200 people in this sealed. like well, okay. It was sure. Really oh, popular. Yeah. Um, I also did a Kamigawa one, and I dropped after round one because it was terrible.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> that I fully believe that. <laughs> I fully believe that that would be terrible. There
1: was there was no jitte in my pool, so I was like, okay, I'm good. What going. was the point?
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you're not getting jitte, then how are you going to win any games? <laughs> exactly. Just lose to everyone with jittes.
1: No, no jitte or Show, so I was like, Okay.
2: Just go do something else.
1: That's what I did. I, I valued my time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is that is the correct thing
1: to
0: do. Yeah, I think I went three one in that mirrored and sealed because I had to drop to go get my train home for the last round. But like my pool had like sword of fire and ice and <laughs> Bosch iron golem and like an oh, ether vial. And, yeah, it was sick. My my pool was amazing. Oh, not fair. No, <laughs> <laughs> I had like a train at like half seven or something, so I just just dropped. Unfortunately, I reckon I could have could have could have. 4-0 that one of course yeah so I do humble. I do miss, the, miss those flashback events hopefully they'll bring them to some magic fests in the future
1: yeah I think that's the one thing Ceph are lacking is just um, those sort of side events that people actually want to play yeah. and just are memorable it's like two of the giant battle bond is not that exciting I played it it's pretty good but I don't really want to play it again yeah that makes sense we just have to yeah. see I guess didn't we
2: crap all over that format on this podcast <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I, I, just don't like multiplayer magic. I think Battle Bond as a set is a fantastic set, but just, the format is not for me at all. Yeah, two-headed we know that two-headed giant,
1: around. two-headed giant is great. Just putting it out there.
0: Yes. I, know you, I know
1: you guys won't <laughs> probably won't agree. But it's <laughs>
2: <nice>. <laughs> I just, I, mm, I could believe it, but I just, I have never had good experience playing two-headed giant, so I've sort of just not bothered again.
1: Because you've not had a good partner, that's probably why.
2: That is probably true. And I hope that someone listening remembers me partnering
0: with them in Two-Headed Giant and feels bad about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. So, should we get onto our main topic this week? It sounds like a good idea. Let's go. Modern is a horrible format. Change my mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that was, uh, that was sort of the plan, right? So, it's become a meme on this show, but um, we don't like modern and like to talk crap at it in a sort of little, little bubble where we just say it's rubbish and no one gets to tell us we're wrong okay. so we've, we've brought Emron to tell us we're wrong because I probably <laughs> think I'm wrong
0: but
1: <laughs> it's a matter of opinion so. yeah,
0: I, used to, I think a lot of it is comes from the fact that I used to really really enjoy modern yep. like you know pre, pre-Eldrazi <laughs> uh, like I feel like the format was, it was in a really good place I don't know if it was because I was feeling a little off standard at the time, it was just like Erebus Rhino Whip and all of that nonsense. Um, sure. And modern was kind of like a nice escape from that, and you got to do some cool, powerful things. And I do have a lot of nostalgia for the format, and I have definitely enjoyed it. I just, I just, I just feel like there are just problems with the format that could be addressed.
1: And what are those problems? Let's, let's talk it out.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. So i i feel like for me the big one is that the format is a little bit sort of too i don't know if, if too diverse is the right sort of word choice i want to use but sort of too wide open like you could you could pretty much pick up, up like one of like 10 to 20 decks and top eight a gp of it but i think a lot of that you know, a lot of the results that you get from there relies heavily on luck like dodging your bad matchups you're know, getting your good matchups and also a bit of preparation and sort of playing the meta game right as well, like making sure that you're playing the game around the game right and bringing the right sideboard for the, the decks that you're expecting.
2: I, hmm, I'm meant to be agreeing with you here, Joe, but, like, I think the fact that it's wide open was, like, it was one of the reasons I got, I enjoyed one because you could play anything and sort of do okay. Like, I understand, like, dodging bad matchups and, like, you might just get paired against uh, a 90-10 matchup and just get completely crushed, but, like, being wide open's not a terrible thing, right? I think it's
1: a really good thing because um, I think one of the most redeeming factors about modern is that you can just play the same deck for the like next three four years and sure. it will still probably be pretty good. Um, modern doesn't have a rotating format yet. Yeah. Modern Horizons could ha- could bring some sort of rotation to it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but. Modern is very similar to legacy and probably similar to vintage in the extent that you're rewarded for your knowledge and what you know. Yeah, for and, sure. And learning the format. And so, like, I could be playing Bogles at uh, a GP and I could do really well be- just because, on the luck that someone brought loads of Jund and loads of Dredge and whatever, you know, and I could do really well. And yet, that is luck, but half of it's luck and half is skill it's like I know what John plays I know what Dredge plays and I can play that to my advantage yeah. so I think um, if you like know the format I think that's part of it it's not just um, and also uh, like stuff like Brews go a long way as well like, so you could just make a random pile of cards and do really well but, but as long as you like enjoy it and willing to put the reps in I think you can get rewarded for it which is something that is very apparent in Legacy. You could play the same deck for five, six years and do super well with it.
2: Yeah, that is that is my personal experience.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you there definitely, and I I do think that it absolutely should be a good thing that the that the format is so wide open and there are so many legitimate deck choices available. But I feel like at, at what point does that impact the meta game to the point where like you you don't know what you should be. Preparing for the
1: thing is though there is no meta game in modern. <laughs> the meta <laughs> sure. game is playing what you know.
0: Sure. Hey, there there is a meta game for like
2: four days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it changes the it, it, ch- it changes every week. I mean, mm-hmm. like your local meta is going to be so much more different than a meta at a Magic Fest, and even then, that's not defined. Yeah, like is it, is it Phoenix is like one of the best decks in Modern right now, but no one might not play at this event. You just it's just so random, so that's why. Playing what you know and playing what you're most comfortable with is good insurance against that. Yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. my experience anyway. So.
2: I think that that's sort of one of one of my issues with the format is that it feels like because when I first started playing modern, sort of everything was viable. You could play whatever you want because when I started playing modern, it was just uh, just uh, like a couple months before um, birthing pods, got banned. Sure birthing cards treasure cruise and dip oh. your time yeah. um, and it felt that you could do anything you could just sort of pick up a deck and you, you'd have it. maybe it's just because I was new to the format and I didn't really understand the depth of it um, and the intricacies of, of the format but it felt that like you could sort of pick up anything and have a good time but now it just feels like I mean I mean this is this is very much a, a personal sort of problem but I think it's more widely applicable to other people like I can't play what I like I don't know that sounds like a very selfish sort of I can't do what I want so therefore it's crap but like, <clears throat> it's not possible from my experience at least to just sort of pick up a deck that you'd like and just jam it because there's nothing that seems competitive that like meshes with my playstyle um and i think that like i mean i guess i guess it depends on like the audience and the type of uh, magic player you're the type of modern player that you're talking about because i don't have time to um to grind and play loads of magic and, and learn things inside out, I have like FNM and then GPs and like maybe an occasional Axiom event. So if I'm playing the sort of small amount of paper magic I'm able to play, I want to play something I enjoy and I can't currently find anything I enjoy in the format. And I think that's sort of a problem.
1: Admittedly, that is the hardest thing about modding is finding a deck that you enjoy playing. And that takes the longest time. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: It's it's one of those things you kind of have to persevere, unfortunately, there's no easy way around it sort of thing. You, if you want to play Modern, you kind of just have to try these different decks until something sticks. It's like, that's how I got into Modern. I really enjoyed Tron, I really enjoyed playing Eldrazi Tron. And that kind of was like, oh, I found my deck, I can play this, I can play like Mono Green Tron, I can branch up into different things. But again, it was just kind of luck, and it just kind of happens. It's kind of like matchmaking, I guess, when you, hit, when you um, like hit on someone or go on dates or whatever. It's just one of those things you just got to keep trying until something sticks.
0: Yeah, I think when when I was getting into the format, I was watching a lot of content on, on Channel Fireball and sort of watching the decks that people were playing there, and I can't remember who it was now, but it was pretty much the first time I saw a Tron deck, and it was like... Oh, Karn on turn three. Okay, (laughs) yeah, sign me up for that.
1: This this must be good.
0: Yeah, seven mana, turn three. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. That that got me straight into the format. I, I played Tron for a good. A good year and a half, um, good old red-green Tron, uh, and then uh, I think it was the first event where Zach Elsick had day twoed with Lantern Control, and there was like mm. a write-up about the deck, and I was like, okay, this is this is, sounds really interesting, this is the kind of thing I want, want to be playing, uh, and then played Lantern ever since then, in <laughs> various iterations,
2: I think that's why people can't take your opinion on Modern seriously. Yeah. Because you enjoy playing the two most hated decks on the form. Yeah.
1: What's, what's your thought on Full Colour Word? Because essentially that's Lantern Control now.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't play <laughs> Lantern of Insight, so it makes me sad. Yeah. So, like, I mean, my favourite cards are like Lantern of Insight and Field of Dreams, so pretty much says a lot about nice. me as a Magic player, I think.
1: Sure. You don't let other people play. Got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, they can play, but they can't actually do anything meaningful, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you just put the correct hate piece into play and they just can't do anything.
0: Yeah, or you go <laughs> in Europe, people cast silence. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. It's another card that's I love. Fun. Yeah, so... I, hmm, I, I'm, I am back on Tron now, currently, so I think...
1: Tron's, Tron's pretty good. Yeah, Tron's, uh, I think Tron's I... So- like, Tron's like the safe bit of the format. Yeah, that, that, that's why I... And
0: it's good. That's why I decided to sleep it up. It was like... I remember, like back when i did play it it was like well most of these matchups are just kind of 50 50 and i feel like from what i know about the format and from what i've seen from the format recently i feel like that's probably the best place to be in in general just just play a deck that you're gonna have some you're gonna expect like a decent result in like most matchups and it is, it is a deck that I have played before, so I feel like that plays to my advantage as well because I do kind of know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, and moderns in a weird spot where graveyard hate is superseding um, artifact hate yeah. because of stuff like Phoenix, Dredge, Death Shadow. So peak players are running late on artifact, like running light on artifact hate. So decks like Affinity, Tron, and um, like four color were are doing really well at the moment because yeah. no one's. Not packing enough stony silences, it's just—it's crazy. It's really weird to think because you normally see decks running like three or four stonies in their sideboard as a default, but now it's just more like four resting pieces, for example.
0: Yeah, I guess when you're playing like main deck Relic of Regentus as well, it's probably a good time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Relics in a really good place right now.
2: I mean, is that a good thing? Like having to play. Main deck Relic of Progenitus to beat like I mean, Tron Droid and Phoenix etc. Tron, Tron does anyway.
1: Tron Tron's played it for ages
0: yeah. though.
1: Yeah, just mm. a cantrip. It draws him a card at worst, sort of thing. Is that
0: um, a
2: symptom of an unhealthy format?
1: I don't think so.
0: But main deck Relic of Progenitus and Tron. Something yeah. like stuff like that. Like they've, they've I mean, been... I mean it, that specific example. No, because like it played that four years ago when I picked the deck up. Sure, uh,
1: sure. Also, colorless decks have an issue with dealing with uh, graveyard um, yeah. interaction so the relic in the main board is is uh, uh, quite astute because as i say it just replaces itself by drawing a card if it doesn't do anything um mm-hmm. so i don't think it's a sign of an unhealthy format i just think the graveyard is a very important part of modern right now
0: yeah definitely would agree with that
1: um i don't think it means it means it's bad like graveyards just a part of modern that you just need to understand and kind of respect for. The fact that Surgical Extractions in the main board of some mm-hmm. decks is a bit weird, yeah. to be honest, because it's, I find Surgical Extractions to be a very misunderstood card. Like It's like people over-cyboard it for like, for no reason, because they think, oh, there's is, is this, this is a graveyard deck, I need to Surgical this stuff away, whereas, whereas actually it's used for more combo decks, so stuff like Ad Nauseam and Storm, for example. But just to get rid of the pieces but,
2: mm-hmm. So like, your last thing, like, main deck Surgical Extraction has been a thing recently because, I guess, the two top decks in the format are Phoenix and Dredge Yeah right? uh, Yeah,
1: they, they share the most meta at the moment Like, met, if you talk about meta percentage they share the most of it um, but also Surgical Extraction kind of acts as like a um, like a pump spell in Phoenix because they run Crackling Drake so you can use it to pump up your crafting drake for lethal, for example, because you just get rid of something out of your graveyard and exile it away?
2: Yeah, that's that's the kind of like value nonsense that I'm into. Yeah. Like surging yourself to make this thing bigger. <laughs> that sounds good. But um like I don't know, is it just is that good? I mean, it's not even that powerful against Phoenix, right? Like a surgical extraction, because they just have Thing no. in the Ice or Well, there.
1: No, because um, Thing in the Ice is the problem with the Phoenix decks, not the Phoenix itself. Phoenix mm-hmm. is just like a, a Vengemind for spells. It just offers them value. Whereas Thing is the, Thing in the Ice is the problem because you have all these free spells and it can just flip so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it just acts as like a psychotic grift, basically. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, I think this sort of leads into a, like another point that I have it's just it, it feels like that's just the um, that's just the format that it's just sort of really really quick combo decks that don't play much interaction and if they do it's just sort of things that get you dead quicker like lightning bolt and then it doesn't feel like it feels like interactive magic is sort of on the downswing and it has been for quite some time uh... unless you consider all like ultra interactive magic like before Color kind of Prison deck
1: <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say it's a little more interactive than that
2: mm-hmm.
1: admittedly you're going to get games of modern where you are just playing solitaire that's always been the case and it's less of that now since Splinter Twin's been banned because that was just a solitaire format when that was
2: around I mean that, that, that deck had a lot of interaction
0: yeah, yeah
1: but it, it made modern really bad though no one played anything else but Splinter Twin
0: I played Tron <laughs> of course, you play Tron. You can say that after
2: every point. <laughs> but I play Tron.
0: It's like we know Joe. That's exactly what you do. <laughs> and, it's like how does it, how uh, how do you know when someone's a Tron player? Like they'll tell you. Like, how do you know when someone's a vegan because they tell how, you? How
1: do you how do you know you're a Tron player when you can't do maths? You think one plus plus one plus one plus one plus one equals seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you don't um, do that because then you just win the game, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you go up to ten. Then you unlock more people.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you don't need to do the maths when you just show them the card and they concede.
1: Yeah, that's 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 bagels, right?
2: <laughs> so I I've got another daybreak car in it.
1: <laughs> Does it resolve?
2: <laughs> yeah, because no one's playing counter spells, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: Not yet, anyway.
2: I mean, like, the top decks don't play counterspells. Unless you're calling, like, sideboard negates and stuff.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I was, I was got referring got to counterspell right. specifically and how it's probably going to be in Modern Horizons. But that was got, last week. <laughs> sure.
1: You've got, like, Blue-White still trying to find a footing. Like, some people yep. still play it. It's, it's doing relatively well. But, um, like, even they're running rest in peace main boards now, which is weird. Um um, but I don't think modern's too linear. I just think you need to, like stuff like humans is still prevalent, and that's no way near a linear deck. It has a lot of lines, has a lot of there's a lot of options you can do with the deck, and the same goes to spirits as well. Um, and stuff like hardened affinity, uh, yeah, you can kill someone on turn two, turn three, but it's still quite difficult to play, and there's a lot of lines you can take with the deck. I don't think it's it's, it's not like Playing storm and gifting for the same stuff every turn. I think there's a lot more to it than that.
0: Sure. Hmm. Also,
1: you can play a fair deck because black green rock is really good at the moment, and I'm amazed no one's really playing it because it's it's just got disruption against combo decks. It's got so it packs so much disruption, and scavenge news is really good right now.
2: It's because I I mean that is exactly the kind of like I would play in the format because I like really enjoy playing fair magic, um, but. I don't own Tarmogoyf, Liliana's or Bob's. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, this, like, I guess it's like a, a small personal problem. But like, if you if you've invested your money in cards and then you have to sell them to get another deck, um, well, that's not something I'm interested in doing because it would involve selling, selling parts of my um, legacy deck, which obviously I don't want to take apart. That's um, and it would involve selling cards that I'm sort of emotionally attached to, like my uh, playset of Noble Hierarchs, and. I think that's part of the problem, when, like, when the meta shifts so rapidly it's hard to keep up and then continue to have a good deck.
1: I just... and then uh, with that you just just find something you enjoy and just stick to it. I
2: think
0: mm.
1: enjoyment succeeds more in competition when it comes to modern, because the results will come if you enjoy it and you just play it more.
0: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think that's quite a good take, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think... I mean, I mean everything you're, you're saying is definitely correct. I think that I just... I just need to play more, I think, is, is my I think is my problem with 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 the format. Like I just kinda need to accept it for what it is and play more and start having fun with it more, I guess.
1: Ad- admittedly, modern's not for everybody. If you don't like modern, that is totally fine. No one's gonna come at you at pitchforks and tell you to turn free Tron or whatever. <laughs> um if you wanna play another format, great. It's fine. Not everyone's gonna enjoy modern because it is quite intimidating to get into it's a really big format and there's so much you can do and you can get lost quite easily just because you're essentially spoiled for choice there's there's a lot going on
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: i mean that's that's sort of why I, I don't play it i think a lot of it comes down as well like where i play in specific it's just a lot of burn and a lot of combo decks and it just it, it leaves me not playing magic and like, like i was saying before like if i if i have, like you know, a couple of mm-hmm. evenings a week to devote to playing Magic, and I just get play. I just play against Burn and Dreads the entire time so it doesn't feel like a good use of my time, mm. even if I'm playing it, like, so I've been playing, like, the, the Vanifar pod deck for ages, even though it's not That's particularly good, good. Yeah, it's, it's really good fun, like, it's not good <laughs> but, like it has a lot of intricate lines of play, um, a lot of value to it, which is like the kind of magic that I really enjoy playing. Um, and then you just get to kill them with Kiki Jiki.
1: I really like Amulet Titan if you put the time into it. Because oh God, I, I've, I've tried. Because Amulet Titan is essentially a pod deck for lands.
2: Yeah, and that sounds really appealing, <laughs> but like
1: it's really good fun. But it is a headache.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I've had many migraines playing Amulet Titan.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I think like given my my current situation, like I don't have a lot of time to devote to learn another deck um also that deck has just spiked a lot in price
1: and i really good
2: i just don't own a lot of pieces yeah yeah like i've played it before and i'm just really bad at it and i just sort of i played it for a couple of f&ms and just sort of put it down again because i didn't have the the time to sort of absorb the deck and learn how to play it properly sure i'm also very bad at like playing paper magic mechanically like if you ever see my board state, it will just be horrible and i i have I'm not able to sort of play things so, like, properly. So, like, having to search through a deck constantly and pull things out and remember triggers and, and stuff like that is just, it's, it's very difficult for me. Yeah, there's
1: a, there's a lot of triggers with Titan. It's probably better to put on Magic Online. However, mm. you might time out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a very real concern. I mean, it's, it's, it's also been happening with um, Mono Blue on Arena because everything just gets done for me. I get to focus on specific players rather than having to mechanically do stuff. Yeah. Which makes it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, just like I've been playing like the Vialifier deck, and I just keep losing to Burn and stuff. And I'm just like, this wasn't a good investment of my time, so I'd rather play Standard or Legacy.
1: Or just play Bogles. Or just just play Bogles, Sure. A-line's really good at the moment.
2: Yeah, Lilana is really good. I still I still have Bogles. Like I was playing the the Bant version for a bit because Stunned Denial is a fantastic magic card. Yeah,
1: sure. it's really good right
2: now. Um but yeah then there's just some part of me that feels dead inside whenever I cast a boggle own it (laughs) it. yeah sure 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 feel your soul
0: slip straight out of your body (laughs) (laughs) yeah good one good one Um, yeah that's the thing it's like no matter how much I hate playing boggles my opponent hates playing it yeah I agree (laughs) awesome so I I think one of the one of the other things that it doesn't necessarily put me off the format but I think is a problem of the format especially at the moment is the price? I think the the price of entry is considerably higher than it used to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of that's to do with Modern Horizons, though. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, um,
2: so I, think I. The
1: minute they announced it, there was going to be no reprints, I think it was just everything just shut up, basically. <laughs>
2: Yeah, everything went crazy overnight. Yeah, like I was looking to sell some winter teeths, um, and I was looking at them early in the week. It's like on on the Tuesday, um, of the week of the announcement, and I was like, oh, okay, they're worth them this much. This is fine. I, I can I can sell them this to fund other stuff and like whatever. Um, because I picked up some some Japanese winter teeths to replace my um onslaught ones, and looking to sell those, and then like on the Friday or whatever, I was like, oh, they've like doubled in price. <laughs> like they're worth a lot more now than they were. Yep, it's crazy yeah it's it's, it's really good i mean modern's never been a cheap format to get into but there have been cheap options but now it just seems like even the budget options are just trending upwards right yeah it's absolutely
1: scolding tarns like a hundred dollar card
2: yeah it's really stupid i mean it's the worst actual answer it's fine it's
1: crazy though mm-hmm. then again i've always been in the mindset of um if you want to get into modern um like for example now if you wanted to get into modern i'd recommend just building like monored phoenix because monored in standards very similar to monored phoenix True. You just because you can run like risk factors, experimental frenzies. Art Life Phoenix is always a good pickup, and it's just fairly cheap, and it lets you understand the format and the fundamentals quite easily. And you don't have to break the bank, for example, and get fetch lands and whatnot.
0: So, yeah, I, I think I think just kind of looking at the prices, like now specifically, and still having that sort of price memory from like when I'd built better decks in the past, or when I've built decks when cards have been reprinted in master sets like it, it just seems like a whole world away where you've, you've got like multiple decks like well over a thousand dollars whereas in the past it was like oh uh, nobody can build jund because jund costs a thousand dollars yeah so i i feel like that's that's something that needs to change but i don't know how it well, does they're
1: not they're not going to build they're not going to print master sets for a while they've already said nope. that it depends what horizons does i guess
0: yeah definitely i
1: think that isn't that's the important bit like Older stuff's always going to go up because yeah. they know it's not going to get reprinted. But if there's some really sweet cards in Horizons that kind of help old archetypes, for example, it would be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, I think because uh, like we we talked about in the set last week, just like what cards could be printed in um, in the set, and I don't, like the, I mean, we we some like good cards like Forcible but I'm. Um, I, I i sort of get the impression that it won't change much i think we'll get a lot of like answer cards like fluster storm and stuff like that but we won't get much that would change archetypes particularly like
1: i, th- I think we'll see some tribal i won't be surprised to see about wild symbiote for elves yeah
2: that'd be sweet
1: or yeah. um not goblin lackey but one of like goblin ring- ringleader maybe or something like that for nah, we we'll just
2: we definitely need some goblin lackeys <laughs> um
1: also, I can easily see something like containment Priest priestly yeah. relate in um, modern. I think they will be really cool.
0: Containment yeah. priest would be amazing.
1: Containment priest would be really good right now, in like, in current modern. But
0: yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: The fact that it's a human, it would easily slot into like five color humans and Death and taxes, for example.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's just sort of like a staple in white decks and legacy where you just put it on the sideboard because it's just good, um, and then. Like it just be, being able to play like eighth of World decks specifically, um, be, would be really good. But I mean, that's that's the sort of card I'm I'm expecting to see. Yeah, like cards that are very reasonable and sort of quote unquote fair cards. Not baleful um, streaks, that's for sure. I just don't know where to
0: where to sit on baleful streaks. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think I, it's. I I, think I, it's I like probably fine. Like I, I like the idea of it, but I don't know if the reality would be. <laughs> would be as nice as a as I think it could be. Like
2: it's You can get it off whatever invention.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a point. Uh, I don't know. I I I just love Baleful Strix of the card. I think it's a fantastic card. Uh, I think if that could lead to the rise of some sort of like Tempo Delvery Delvary deck, that would be that would be really cool. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not. Like, it probably just goes in Grix's Death Shadow, or is it Phoenix? Or like, yeah. know,
2: is like, it Phoenix just playing a different kind of bird? Yeah, just lucky birds Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it needed some more bird. We've got, like finally got legitimate bird travel. Like, like Phoenix and Bervel Strix. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that sort of moves on to the, do things need to change. Are there things that you would change about the format, or things that you? like would put into the format or take away from the format
1: i don't think there's anything i would change at the moment just because like you got to treat modern like its own ecosystem if you take something away everything's going to affect it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so like in regards to banning and unbanning i would not touch anything right now i think the everything's fine in regards to that like i'm one of the very few people that thinks faith is fine in modern um yeah because there's ancient stirrings. I think the two do very well to negate each other in power level.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, if, if you if you were to get rid of one, you would have to get rid of the other as well. I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and what people don't realise is since Krarkai Ironworks got banned, Arc Light Phoenix has become super good because KCI had such a good matchup against it. Yeah. Um, oh, no. And that that brought on the dominance. So. One thing I am surprised, which didn't happen when KCI got banned, was to see Manamorphose get banned. Um, this was due to um, like the, free, the whole free spell thing with Phoenix. Manamorphose doesn't stop Arc like Phoenix decks from happening; it just slows them down enough not to be busted, yeah. which they are currently. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I'd want to change anything in Modern right now just because of Modern Horizons and also the new Mulligan rule. Like, I don't know how that's going to play out because that could, that could be really good. It could be really terrible. It's very hard to say.
2: I think but, with uh, the new Mulligan rule, I think Faithless Looting deck's probably become a lot better, right?
1: Bogles, Bogles comes a lot better. Oh, that's sweet, just, <laughs> yeah. That's the Serum Powder decks.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is very true, yeah.
0: That's it. I, I, I think... I think, I' know, we did we did briefly cover it, but I, th- I think the the issue with the Mulligan rule is that, like every deck gets better, but some decks have the potential to get considerably better.
1: Your sideboard cards become so much better. Yeah,
0: you? Sideboarding just becomes yeah. really strange because then you you like you kind of incentivized just to start aggressively digging for your sideboard cards because it's yeah, just not that you... much of an issue
1: that but you're still down on cards you don't you, you, you're you're putting cards away but you still have like four or five cards you're still at a card disadvantage yeah you, for you sure can, you, you're just allowed to play the game you don't get to LSV in the Pro Tour yeah. for example <laughs> which is what I mean, they're
2: trying the, to avoid that's something I've seen before like people are just like I mean you, you, I mean you can aggressively modigan disciple cards now but people have like for example aggressively modigan to rest in peace against Dredge and they're like okay I'm going to win the game now because I have rest in peace in play and they don't have anything else? Yeah. Like they don't have a clock, they don't have any kind of game plan. They're just like, Okay, rest in these kills you and they're like cast this thing, attack you. Yeah. And it's very pe- it's,
1: it's very similar to Tron, um mm-hmm. with Blood Moon. Um so people are like, Oh haha, I play Blood Moon, what are you can do about it? I'm just gonna, like play Khan on turn seven and exile it. Like yeah. <laughs> it you still need to apply the pressure. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. especially now with Droids they have stuff like Assassin's Trophy, which is just, just opens up all the like makes like hate so bad but um yeah you just need you kind of still need to pile on the pressure regardless you can't just slam a blood moon or a rest in peace go aha i won the game because that's not how it works yeah for sure um so i'm interested to see the mulligan rule i like i'm i'm quite open-minded to it everyone's treating it like it's the end of days and the sky's gonna fall but we're we're all seeing this from a vacuum we're not seeing it in action yeah. And I think it will play out a lot more practicality than what we know, obviously, because we haven't seen it yet. So, oh,
2: yeah. I'm on, quite looking
1: forward to
2: it. On this podcast, we like to declare that magic is dying and everything means the end of everything. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, uh, Anytime, anytime wizards announce anything, we're like, "Well, this is clearly terrible. And the magic is clearly dead." It,
0: it, um, it and then just we sort of affects no. it everybody. It's it's just it just feels strange to me because it it is a fundamental change, like. You know, you get rid of the scry. You go two, three, four, even five cards to, to cards deeper when you are Mulligan. So I think it's it's different, and like we don't like change, right? Change is bad.
1: I like I like the, the idea of it because it means I can play Magic if I to four. Sure.
0: Because yeah. that's it's, think, it's definitely a good thing.
1: No, no one likes playing a game when they to four and they just have like nothing and they can't mull anymore because you're just not going to win yeah. so at least this way it allows you to play some magic which I can kind of get what they're trying to do Yeah, definitely. and stress testing it at the mythic championship in London is a good idea I think and it will be interesting to see how good stuff like dredges or storm is for example yeah. going forward
2: yeah I, I think that's the first thing we have to sort of wait and see what happens
1: it's also a test it's not going to be confirmed they might just say it's awful and just throw it in the bin and then we just go back to scoring like normal yeah. like, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a proof of concept so yeah, I think, I think I'm. Are, I think people are treating it like it's it's like, going to happen. It's gospel, but we don't know that yet.
2: Yeah, I think I'm a lot less lower on it than I was when I first sort of when it was first announced. Um, I think it's a lot less potentially problematic than I used to think. I think I think it'll probably be fine as long as you restrict
0: Bazaar of Baghdad and Vintage. I think it'll be fine. Good show. Yeah, that's literally a... yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I probably needed happen anyway but if this is the thing they need to do to justify that banning then yeah sure go for it like uh uh, crap i mentioned vintage (laughs)
2: Sorry,
0: (laughs) that's the thing it's it's i think i think i i just take a bit more of an issue than most because it's going to massively affect affect vintage like more so than it does the other formats specifically for the dredge matchup and vintage is probably the format I play the most. Mm-hmm.
2: But I mean, there's loads of cars that should just be restricted that just haven't been because, like, yeah. it's, it's similar to Pauper where it feels like Wizards just aren't paying attention to it enough.
0: Yeah. With, because, um, I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, Pauper, I think Pauper's changed a bit, but, like, you know, there's, like, literally dozens of us that play vintage. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> they could just delete all the data from Magic Online tomorrow and it just like, it wouldn't matter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, a few people will be annoyed there are some ticks, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> sure. Um, so yeah i guess that's that's sort of the thing like i mean so the format is going to change like with the additional modern horizons and therefore i think banning or unbanning is probably just unwise when you're about to shake up the format i imagine as much as horizon is going I, to
1: i agree i think also what people don't seem to understand is modern hasn't settled yet from the crock line ban mm-hmm. the meta is mm-hmm. kind of up in the air like every week a different deck Does well in the modern challenge or magic online, for example, or wins a GP, like it's quite buried. So, what's the worst thing about you can't really disrupt a meta that hasn't settled by banning faithful suiting because it just makes it worse, and then it would just make ancient stirring decks really, really good. Then you would just have a a format full of like Grixis decks, like Grixis were and Hamlet Titan and Harden Affinity and whatnot. the important thing is it's all about timing and wizards are wizards are pretty cautious but they tend to time these bannings right so i wouldn't be surprised to see looting's banned like post proto for example
2: yeah mm-hmm. but what about yeah. the literally hundreds of people that keep asking for it to be banned and keep moaning when it isn't
1: well they moan about it but they're playing it so they can't really complain <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that's very true i mean it's the same with Stoneforge mystic every time like i can't believe it's not banned and then they continue to play the format they've just complained about
1: yeah exactly it's like so I saw someone complaining about um Faefus not being banned and then they were asking for Arc Phoenix cards for an SCG this weekend. It's just like what are you doing <laughs> Come dude? On. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's kind of hypocritical. I get it's the best deck, one of the best decks in modern, but you can't make that claim and then just backseat it. It just looks really bad.
2: Uh, I mean, that's what I do. I just shout screw boggles all the time and then just play the deck regardless. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I guess I can't really be I can't really say I think I'm being a hypocrite in that situation.
1: But yeah, I think I think lootings is fine at the moment. It's just it looks worse than it is because the the skill level of looting decks is a lot lower compared to Ancient Seren decks at the moment, so naturally there's gonna be more lootings deck around because it's easier to play.
0: Yeah, I think you can obviously I think you can argue that the best two decks in the format currently are like Phoenix and Dredge and then mm. Faithful Slooting is, is arguably the best card in those two decks. Mm. So I think that's where a lot of obviously a lot of the noise comes from. Like it's the best card in the two best decks. But sure. uh, is, yeah, is it is it too good? Also, I don't know.
1: I don't think it's too good. I think Modern has about five or six decks which are really good at the moment. Yeah. And one of them doesn't run either Ancient Stirrings or Faithful Slooting. It's called Grixis Death Shadow. Sure. Um, <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, i mean death shadow has started running a faithful student
1: yeah it's run run like a couple but um i think it's more of a flex slot thing it's not integral compared to like phoenix or dredge um but yeah i I expected to see more phoenix and dredge just because it's easier to play than harden affinity and amulet titan yeah although amulet titan and harden affinity are the better decks it's just you need to put a lot of time and effort and resources into being really good with it
2: I mean that was the thing with KCI right so it got banned when it wasn't really putting up that many results
1: Uh, unless you're Matt Nass
2: yeah (laughs) exactly right unless you're like actually very good at magic Um, but I mean that that was the thing it was like it was sort of becoming a problem because people were picking up the deck because it was putting up good results and, and people like Matt Nass were making it look really good and then they were just awful at playing it because like you were saying earlier, like it, it, the format reward, rewards knowledge and information and understanding how to play with and against decks. And people were just picking it up because it looked good, and then we're just playing it abysmally.
1: It's that, and it kind of, Crackline Ironworks has a weird ruling. It kind of bends the rule in an mm-hmm. unethical sort of way, the way that wizards like don't want. Also, it's just really mm-hmm. boring to watch.
0: <laughs> I don't want to watch it.
1: I don't want to watch KCI Mirrors. See, um, that... I,
0: I, I would love that. But it's oh, subjective, so so isn't it? That's
1: because you're, you're weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I know, considering like Wizards are very pro-arena and pro-esports and pro-streaming coverage focused at the moment, the last thing they want is a dreary KCI Mirror, for yeah. example, just... Like on uh, in the finals of a pro tour, for example.
0: Yeah, or a match uh, that doesn't happen because one of them knows yeah. that that they can't play the full match out because they have to go get a flight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, and you could kind of make that argument. Nexus of Fate. It was interesting to see. Um, in Duke mentioned Nexus of Fate in the Vanda Restricted Update. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually think Nexus of Fate is a lot similar to KCI in the yeah, sense. Absolutely. In the sense that it creates a very. Um, um, fun gaming environment. Like, people can just chain off and not do anything. I did the same in Modern. So I'm a little bit surprised to not see Nexus of Fate banned for that reason. Because you could just get a Nexus of Fate mirror at some point in the final of an MCQ and it's just going to look really bad on them. Yeah. And no one's just going to want, no want to watch it.
2: First thing is, that, I mean, it could have happened uh, at the Mythic Championship, right? Like, there's a possibility that two Nexus decks meet up in the final. Um And there's no time limit on those matches. No, exactly. And it could just be the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it could just
1: yeah, be... It's just when, when KCO got banned, I just thought, oh, they? is Nexus of Fates essentially the same? What's going to happen? Is, is that going to transfer over? So I'll be interested to see how Nexus of Fate plans out in standard in the future.
2: Mm, I mean, I've
1: certainly it, enjoyed not playing
2: against the best of one.
1: Because it's a terribly designed card.
0: Yeah, it's problematic yeah, exactly. for so many reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yep. um, yeah. but otherwise, like I don't play much standard. Standard seems really good at the moment. Like besides the arena, I play once in a while. It seems pretty varied for the most part, and you can kind of pick up and play anything, which is kind of like modern, I guess.
2: It's like, yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's sort like really, of contained it's... modern. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like a lot of things are viable, um, and it dep- I suppose it depends. Like the sort, the sort of like the place you're playing like if you're playing on arena you can just sort of jam whatever you want and get some decent results and have some fun or you can play like competitively and like there's still a lot of uh, variety in the decks you can play um so standard is, is really good fun right now um and it's a very varied format, and I've I've been enjoying it a lot more compared to modern. Um, and like Arclight Phoenix is a reasonably fair magic card in that format. Also, awesome. exhausted our conversational modern?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think mean, it's is is there anything that you would you would like to see included from um, sort of other formats like legacy and, and vintage and stuff that could pot- potentially be in Modern Horizons that you haven't mentioned already, like reprints. Yeah, reprints. Yeah,
1: um, I think the cycling lands from Onslaught could be good. Oh yeah, because I play Living End, and that would be great.
0: Sure. Um,
1: yeah. I think Countess might be too good. I'm gonna be honest. Oh
0: okay. really? I
1: think I think it might be just too good, like on the cusp of being. Too I good. think it's
2: I think it's very close to unplayable.
1: Um. Oh well, I think I can see I can just see a lot of like tribal focus, maybe so stuff like Wildwood Symbiote. Um, A goblin card, I don't know which one, because they're all pretty good. Maybe something from Slivers, just for a joke.
0: Okay, yeah,
2: sure. (laughs) Yeah, sure, that'd be good. (laughs) I mean, they probably would do that. They're just putting, like, some vaguely unplayable Slivers cards, and then someone will, like, top 80 GP with them. That sounds good. That that usually happens, yeah. Yeah, just the the Slivers player will turn up and get some new toys.
0: Uh, I think I just want to see something ridiculous and spicy, like Doomsday, like... It's the kind of nonsense I'm, I'm I am for
1: like the sphere of resistance maybe oh. like some of the some of that kind of like niche artifact sort of stuff maybe sure. Um, yeah. I don't know how or how ham they want to go with it and how much of it's going to be reprints because it could just be like 80% new stuff 20% for reprints for example you just don't know yeah, I
0: think they've said is it 50 Reprints, they're going to have in the set. Oh, okay, that's
1: that's more than
2: I thought then. Yeah, that's quite a lot. um,
1: But obviously, that's
0: stuff at like common and uncommon as well for the for the draft format.
1: Yeah also um i want the basics to be snow basics
0: yeah oh hell yeah yeah full art <laughs> snow basics that would be amazing
1: full art snow basics yes please
0: that would be so, that'd be so expensive
1: yeah exactly that's what i need to be printing
0: would be like seven pound a pack or whatever it's <laughs> gonna be yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah someone might want to play scred
0: yeah I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey scred deck scred deck won a gp
2: <laughs> that deck is completely unplayable now right that's, that's great yeah. i used to play it so yeah good. that's the thing that's, that's, the, that's the point you used to play it like it's just complete it just feels so bad right now
1: it is right now because it's too it's too slow but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I had fun with it and it does run relic's mainboard anyway so
2: that's true that's true hmm
0: maybe that's something to consider for the future then
2: Scred <laughs> I mean I doubt I doubt Scredding an art like Phoenix does any good
0: sure maybe I'll try it out <laughs> good luck awesome so I, I think that's pretty much getting to all we have time for this week uh, if you want to hit us up reach out provide us with your awesome feedback have you taken anything cool from this episode uh hit us up on social media you can get us on twitter we are at hrefdcast or facebook.com slash hrefdcast you can also get at us on patreon and uh, that is patreon.com slash hour of devastation if you want to give back uh, just anything at all for this this content hopefully we've provided you with some entertainment or insight it's patreon.com slash hour of devastation for as little as one dollar a month so it's roughly 25 cents per episode yeah you can give back something to us which helps us sort of just maintain the run of the show and we we're just eternally thankful for for anything that we get back mm-hmm. uh you can also hit us up on our personal social media i am at peach garden oaf that's over F on twitter or facebook.com uh, you'll find me as joe loudon in pretty much any of the magic groups
2: mm-hmm. you can find me on twitter at snail 69 nice uh just thank you uh, <laughs> just uh you know talking crap about magic and
0: getting angry about social justice issues um still probably don't talk to me on facebook <laughs> awesome thanks again emma for taking part in the show today uh, if you yeah, want to definitely. remind people where they can find you on the internet
1: um, so, you can find me on Twitter at MZY, says E M M M Z Y N E. I'm on there most of the time and I usually ramble about modern, so mm-hmm. DM me for modern top chat, I guess.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so, we'll see you again next week on Hour Devastation.